So I actually didn't want to do this at all. Uh, well, I wouldn't say at all. I wanted to kind of wait to see how how far things have gotten. But uh, I, I I hear a lot of talk, and this impeachment inquiry could be like the icing on the cake for Democrats to just eat Trump up for 2020, but they're going about it all the wrong way, and man, uh, basically, uh, if we would have a title for this episode, it would be... Uh, I'm a progressive, and I think that we shouldn't focus on impeachment. And here's why. Since we're going to be kind of like uh, using quick reason uh, to just uh, explain why I feel as a progressive, we shouldn't focus on impeachment. Uh, it's gonna, this is gonna be purely from a strategical and tactical stance. If Democrats want huge victories across the board, um, we shouldn't focus on impeachment. Um, and it's not because, uh, well, let me tell you what it's not because out of the gate. Um, it's not because, uh, I feel that Donald Trump, uh, it's innocent. No. <laughs> the dude's guilty on multiple of courts. Um, he has a plethora of emoluments cases um, where, and one of them specifically sticks out to where um, he was, uh, the Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia would come, when they came, when, when the Saudi Arabian officials came to the United States, they would live in Trump hotels and bank and Trump will bank so much money. And then not only they would stay in these Trump hotels, they would also give like $3 million like donations to the hotel. So a monuments clause. One. Uh, um, and of course, uh, if if this quid pro quo with Ukraine, it uh, it's turning out to be legit. <laughs> he he has so many reasons why he shouldn't be president. Um, but... There's a lot of more reasons of why we shouldn't focus on impeachment to do that. Um, first of all, 2020 is just around the corner. Uh, my sister says this all the time. And uh, it, for certain people might feel uh, disdain or, or feel uh, different about it. But um, I, I feel what she's saying. And basically what she says is that we've put up with Trump for this long. What's another year going to do? No, in, in retrospect, like when you when when understanding, you know, what can happen, a lot can happen in a year. Right. But, you know, when when just understanding. If you just think that, oh, man, we have to impeach him now. And if we don't impeach him now, uh, it's going to cause irreparable damage to bro. Chill. <laughs> you know, I, I do believe if we uh, continue to not focus on the leaks of our society and, you know, not uh, vie for a structural change in our society, then yes, we we will continue to do irreparable damage to our society and to our government. But, I mean, to say that, you know, Trump's presidency will be the cataclysm of all that, you got to remember, we had bad pres- presidencies before. George Bush was a terrible president. 
absolutely terrible. And then when it came to foreign diplomacy, Barack Obama was absolutely terrible. Absolutely. So it's just like, but if we're talking about impeachment just out of pure strategy and tact, we shouldn't focus on impeachment. We shouldn't. Um, one, one of the main reasons of why we shouldn't focus on impeachment, because there's a 90% approval rating in the Republican Party. Now, again, you guys know I'm not no centrist. I'm not. But when you observe that, you when you understand that there's a 90% approval rating in the Republican Party for Donald Trump, 90% of Republicans approve of the, child, of the job Donald Trump is doing. That, that shows how aggressive Republicans are, yes, but it also shows that these are these people are constituents to the bodies that are in Congress, the Republican bodies that are in Congress. So you're still going to have people like Jim Jordan, Mitch McConnell, a lot of Republicans who won't actually back an impeachment when it comes down to it. Now, you... And a lot of people say, well, that's a lie. Uh, you have like four Republicans who are, you know, calling for inquiry. And, you know, bro, like I said, Donald Trump has a 90 percent approval rating from the Republican Party. So if you think that these Republicans not lying to you when they say, oh, well, well, maybe we should do an impeachment inquiry. They lying, bro. They lying. All they doing, all they doing, is to show they're doing that as insurance, like like they're doing that as insurance, like you know they're not saying like these these people like Joe Walsh who are saying like oh yeah let's launch launch an impeachment inquiry they're doing this because of insurance so they could say because Joe Walsh is definitely gonna run run for something after he loses. After he understands that he'll never win the presidential primary, but all these Republicans are using this as insurance so they could say, hey, when all this shit finally does go down with Trump, whether it be after he's president or he's impeached or not, they they could use that, that this as insurance as to say, hey, well, we didn't think with the team on this one, we thought above and we thought with our own minds. So they're just using that as using that as insurance. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, the Republicans that are in the House are and in the Senate, when it comes down to actually voting to get him impeached, I'll be surprised if it even makes it make it past the House. I'll be surprised it even make it past the House. So when you understand that, because it's like. What y'all think? Republicans are like nothing but Justin Amash's? No, Justin Amash is an anomaly. <laughs> like, he is an anomaly conservative. So, for you to think that everybody's just gonna do what people like Justin Amash do, is like, be like, oh, well, maybe. Yeah, like, 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 no, it's not gonna go down like that. No, Justin Amash, that's why Justin Amash is independent. Because he even said there's a lot of Republicans who know how corrupt Trump is, but they stay with their party because that's what gets their votes. Period. Period, bro. And so, for if y'all think that 
these 10 Republicans or six Republicans going to vote with Democrats, y'all bullshitting. Y'all are totally bullshitting. Because again, just like we have demagogues in the Democratic Party, there's even more demagogues in the Republican Party. So they're going to do whatever they constituent, their constituents want. <laughs> Period. Now, now, I would say the needle for impeachment is moving further, but it's not more than half. It's not overtly more than half. So these polls can't really be taken into consideration when looking at how, our, uh, when looking at will Donald Trump be impeached. When looking at will Donald Trump be impeached, we have to understand super politics, man. We have to. You need a super majority in the Senate. A super majority. <laughs> Where are we going to get that from? Where? <laughs> and then you, when you have the actual hearing and, you know, the, the courts come in, where are we going to get the support? Like, like just, and then, and then what I hate about it all is that when it comes to electing a Democratic candidate, centrists all want to play this quasi-political strategist, right? They want to say, oh, well, we have to make sure we're appealing to the uh, Barack Obama voter who we lost in 2016, and we have to make sure we're appealing to the, aggress- the progressive. Like, they're, they're the ones who want to talk about tact and strategy all the time, and they want to always say, well, no matter the Democratic candidate, even if they're centrist or central right like Hillary Clinton was, you should still support them because it's better tact and it's smarter to just vote for a Democrat rather than a Green Party. So these centrists be the first ones talking about strategy and tact. And that's really why I commended Pelosi for so long and how she handled the impeachment inquiry. I commended her because I felt like she was the only one who understood how politics worked. So no, this is this is it's not gonna. And then of course the presidential candidates are all like, oh yeah, please impeach him, impeach him, impeach him, impeach him. Oh please impeach him. But then when you ask them, it's just like, okay, why why should we impeach them? You got Kamala Harris just saying leave Joe Biden alone, and you have all the like. We'll get to that later though. But basically, man, like. No, like we have to understand that how we have to know how politics works. And and simply, we just do not have the majority in the Senate, you know, and even we just don't have the unilateral support and the bilateral, my bad, the bilateral support in the House that people think that we do. Um, Enough Republicans are not going to turn until this becomes a real smoking gun. Um, This Ukraine issue where um he was supposedly doing a quid pro quo dangling taxpayer funds uh, just in order to get dirt on Joe Biden. There's no smoking gun there yet, you know, and um, people can think that there is. Uh, People can watch the media um, and, you know, kind of let the media influence them. But just like the Robert Mueller investigation, it's not, you know, Yes, there's stuff piling on every single day, and it's happening at a way faster pace than the Robert Mueller investigation, but there's still not a smoking gun yet. Um, But what I would objectively say is that 
yes, Trump, there, there's something going wrong with this call because objectively, they, the Trump, Trump's fucking puppets, the Republican Party, can't even defend him. <laughs> Jim Jordan, bro, he, he tossed the word salad trying to defend this guy. Like, talking about, oh, but, 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 and then, oh, don't even talk about Rudy Giolani. Man, none of these guys really could defend <laughs> President Trump at all. And then you have all these puppets like Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, right? And then you have Chuck Grassley who was like, oh, well, nah, like, the whistleblower could paint, like, we probably got to take this dude seriously. Because, I mean, he, he acted in the law. He, he, he acted in legality. He, he did the right thing. And he reported to the right people. We, we need to take this guy seriously. And so you have so many trumpet, trumpetists who just literally want to hold on to that 90% approval rating. So they're, they're going to they're gonna toss any word salad together just so that they could defend their president, just so that they could be part of that galvanized base Trump has. And Lindsey Graham is a perfect, a perfect reason, a perfect example of that. Um, so, yeah, so I would say, like, Republicans suck at defending Trump. They even, Trump even sent out talking points, like, like, it's bad. Like you seen that shit, Marco Marco Rubio straight up said, "Well, I mean, the president don't take the president seriously. Like he, it wasn't for real. He didn't really mean that. Like what, <laughs> bro? But what I would also say to couple with that is that just like the Republicans are doing a bad job defending Donald Trump." Democrats are doing a terrible or even worse job defending Joe Biden. Because, <laughs> of course, of course, and they should have seen this coming. They should have seen this coming because everybody does this. Is it excusable? No. But soon as Trump was found out about this, I knew it would happen. Trump flips the whataboutism and say, hey, but Joe Biden's son was receiving 50K by being on the Ukrainian council and then Joe Biden said he didn't know the dude part of the Ukrainian council, but there's a picture of him, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And so the Democrats just cannot handle that. And so what Democrats do, like Kamala Harris, leave Joe Biden alone. Cory Booker literally said, if you want to fight, if you, if you're trying to get the, if you're, if you have a problem with Joe Biden, you have to get through me. Or if you want to fight Joe Biden, you have to get through me. And I'm like, okay, well, your campaign's dead. <laughs> like, I, I hate, like, yes, call out the fallacy. Yes, please. Like, say, like, hey, Trump, a whataboutism is a fallacy. You know that, right? That just makes both parties equally bad <laughs> like it doesn't it's not like oh well once i flip it on you then you yeah you like no it's like both parties are bad it's kind of like a tu quoque really like when you think about it it's like it doesn't really prove that you didn't do anything corrupt trump so why are you just throwing Biden's name is not going to prove anything? Like, you know, you still have a monuments cases you have to answer to. You still have all these cases uh, in the uh, 
district in, in districts of New York. You, you know, you still have this case to where you have two whistleblowers saying and one whistleblower with firsthand information saying that you did a quid pro quo when it came to funds just so you can get dirt on your political rivals. So, no, this doesn't excuse. And that's how really that's how you if if, if you want to know how to just try just really call out fallacies. That's how you call out fallacies. You call out that fallacy and say, you're just saying, you're just adding another party to the corruption. All right. <laughs> like, you're not really saying anything as far as defending yourself. And so Democrats should say that. And when Democrats say that, I'm proud because you we need to point that out. But what we also need to point out is that I can't. We can't really defend Joe Biden either. We can't defend. We can't defend Joe Biden on this. Is it wrong for a a, a son of a president or a vice president to work on a work with a foreign government just because they're the son of a president or a vice president? Yes, it's absolutely wrong. Receiving 50K. And did Joe Biden lie? Yes, Joe Biden lied. He lied. He told us he did not know who that man was. But he does. So are the Bidens corrupt? I'm not going to say if Joe Biden is corrupt or not. All I'm going to do is tell you guys to go look at the 2016 article from Politico called Biden Inc. And it'll lace you up on everything. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. And so, uh, yeah, Biden Inc. from Politico. It's, it's like a 2016 or 2017 article. I forget the time period. But, bro, if Democrats really want to take this somewhere, they have to ditch Biden. Because <laughs> it's about to get ugly. It is about impeachments are ugly. When it comes down to the final hearing in the Senate, you know anybody can bring anybody. It's just not the Democrats hounding Trump. No, anybody can bring anybody. Like, the, the Republicans can bring people to the stand. The Republicans could do trials. Everybody can. Because it's an impeachment proceeding. And if you think Joe Biden's not going down... Okay, let me not say that. I don't know if Joe Biden's going to go down from this, but for the Democratic Party, for people like Kamala, for people like Corey to call out the whataboutism and then defend Joe Biden when there's there's no way we could defend Joe Biden. Like, no, stop that. Just say like, hey, that's a whataboutism. And me and just be like, hey, me, I'm not Joe Biden. You know who didn't go to Ukraine? It's like, literally, I could dunk on that shit. If I was Bernie, I'd be like, you know who didn't do that shit? I, me, me. You know whose son didn't work with Ukraine? My son. You know who family isn't profiting, profiting off of me being a senator? Me. Like, my family. <laughs> So that's what you should do if you're a Democratic candidate running for election. Be like, hey, with Joe Biden doing kind of wild, but Trump, don't bring up that what about it, boutism to spin the narrative. Like, you're still corrupt. You're just adding more. You're just bringing people in the bus with you. You know, <laughs> it's not like you're, you're, you're discrediting, you know, anything anybody's saying about you. 
you're just bringing more people uh, on the bus with you. So um, I feel like Democrats should definitely angle it that way because they cannot defend Joe Biden for shiz, man. And, you know, uh, I, I said this earlier, but uh, Democrats, if if they want to do that, they need to stop def- defending Joe Biden and they need to get on the same page. It's either going to be this U- Ukraine shit, uh, they, they're going to find a smoking gun of this, or they could, you, you know, use one of those emolument cases and hold it over his head. And we're just going after principle, um, you know. Because I understand, like, a lot of people see um, how hard it would be to impeach Trump. I'm talking about the people who support impeachment. And uh, and I feel like they just press through it out of principle, which is great, you know, because it shows you, you, you're a principled person. Um, if you just feel that, you know, if a president acts in this way, we should impeach them. Um and for me, I'm not on no Tulsi Gabbard shit. I'm not saying that uh, I don't believe in impeachment because it's going to divide the country. Fuck that shit. I don't care about the, if the country is divided. It's already divided. So it's like impeachment is not going to divide the country. It's just going to show the division that's already there. Um, so it's not because of that quasi peacemaker shit. But it's really because of the tech and how it's just damn near impossible. Um, Kyle Kalinske, uh, Kyle Kalinsky said it the best. He said, "There's three options really that we're looking at. We're looking at um, the impeachment inquiry doesn't even make it to the house. Um, the impeachment inquiry makes it to the house, um, but it doesn't pass the house. Impeachment inquiry pra- passes the house. The resolution passes the house and falls dead in Senate. And those are the real only options we're looking at. You know." And what people also have to remember is that during the impeachment of Bill Clinton, uh, when it didn't initially work, that upped his approval rating, like, by a lot, (laughs) like, by substantial margins. So that could, and the same thing could really happen to Trump, that, you know, this impeachment doesn't work. And that it, it, it galvanizes his base. And then it galvanizes his base to the point to where, like, progressives, don't, progressives won't even turn out. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it, it definitely has the chance to galvanize his base. So we, we definitely have to take that into uh, consideration. Um, uh, I kind of like what... Cory Booker said about the the whole thing, even though he went to defend Joe Biden, uh, he was just saying that uh, he's worried that the impeachment pre- proceedings is distracted from a, the election, uh, which I do have the same fear. Um, uh, this this election should really just be about hammering ideologies, ideologies, seeing where the Democratic Party is, the direction we're going, you know. This is what this is about. And I just feel like us focusing on 2020 is more imperative than us focusing on this impeachment inquiry that's most likely going to go nowhere. Um, now, again, if I'm wrong, <clears throat> and I hope I am, even though I'm 80% sure that I'm right about my current assessment, but if I'm wrong in any way, I hope that I'm wrong. 
I hope that, you know, the impeachment goes by swiftly and that that this turns into a smoking gun and, you know, the whole cabinet is impeached. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, because don't think I'm not wishing for the best because I am. I am. Like Al Green, I wouldn't mind if he got impeached on the first day. Fine, that is fine. But knowing politics and knowing just how shit works and how, the process that we're going to have to go through, there's just no way right now. You know, I don't see it, me personally. Um, but, you know, so like uh, if Democrats really want to move forward, bro, Stop the stop the Biden. Get get your capes off when it comes to Biden, because you're not gonna save him. Um, find a real reason for impeachment, because it's like scattered everywhere. Uh, Kamala Harris want to fucking block this man on Twitter and shit, and so it's just like like enable him from using his Twitter or some shit. So it's like I don't know, like just make it coherent, cohesive. Uh, make it a talking point. Make it something that, because it's like, I will be honest, half of these niggas don't know what's going on. Democrat voters don't know what's going on. They just know, oh, Ukraine. Like, make it understand, understandable for the voter. Make it like a punchline thing and, and get everybody on the same accord. And, you know, I, I, I feel like you should also add the Monuments case because uh, I feel like it'll be a stronger case. Um, But... Yeah, man. That, the, the fact that I have to say all these critiques, Democrats probably shouldn't focus on impeachment. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Um, because what's an impeachment if we have Mike Pence? And that's, that's a good. But, I mean, I don't even think we're going to get it. That's the thing. So it's just if we're talking about tax. Oh, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. Um, and this is really going to be the end of the episode. But I hate it. I absolutely hate when they make progressive, uh, they make it a litmus test for progressives, like based off of impeachment. Like, you're only a progressive if you believe in impeachment, Donald Trump. Like, no, nigga. You, <laughs> no, that, that's between, that, that's another area where it's principle versus tact. Because all Democrats in principle feel like Donald Trump should be impeached. But you still have to think about that tact. Because if you, if, if you perform tact wrong, you can end up doing more damage than the damage that was already implemented. And that's not what Democrats want to do. And I do understand the most progressive faction or the most progressive... Uh, yeah, the most progressive faction of Congress, that, that being AOC, Rashida Tlaib... Um, uh, uh, AOC, uh, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar, and uh, Ayanna Presley, and even Rokana, out there, Rokana in there. Uh, when you have these people who were just like immediate, like impeachment, impeachment, as soon as as soon as they got into office, uh, you know, so it kind of made they they kind of use the media kind of used them as you know the litmus test for for progressive ideology, and that's not it at all. That's not it at all. Um, no, not it at all. You know, um, the reason why I was so behind Rashida Tlaib, though, because it's like, if we're going to have the kind of like the, um, and Michael Burke said it the best, if we're going to have kind of, if we're really going to impeach him, 
And if we're going to just have this message of Donald Trump needs to get out of office, Rashida Tlaib carries that message the best. <laughs> like, the best. <laughs> That's what we need. We need a populist woman leading this impeachment because that she'll have the talking points. She'll get shit together. But she said, we're going to fucking impeach Donald Trump. Like, the first day she got, she won her election. We're going to fucking impeach that motherfucker. And, like, that's how you get people galvanized. That's how you get people ready to go. Like, not with this technocratic bullshit of, okay, we're going to launch the inquiry into him, whistleblowers and hearings. But niggas, American people do not want that. They want a tough woman who's going to be on her tough shit talking about, we're going to impeach this motherfucker today. I see, if, if she delivering it like that, I will always be for her. <laughs> and honestly, I'm, I'm for impeachment if Rashida Tlaib is in front of it. Um, but <laughs> just practically, man, it, it just seems like right now impeachment is the wrong route to go. Uh, it just feels there's just so many leaks when it comes to the impeachment inquiry. So, but we'll see. Uh, uh, most likely more is gonna be added to this whistleblower story because a lot is a lot more is being released. Um, this wasn't really me talking about uh why Donald Trump should be impeached because again there's many reasons why he should be impeached. Um, but just the tact behind it and you know. Should we or should we not, considering that we have an election next year <laughs> and the people can decide, literally. Um, and if you throw a populist candidate in there with a quasi-populist like Donald Trump, then you'll probably get, the re- you'll probably get a result that you want. Um, and I'm talking to the Democratic establishment. But uh, that's all for today's episode. Um, thank you guys for checking out. Um, if you have any questions, suggestions about what we should talk about, please hit us up. If you even want to be on the podcast on an episode, man, please hit us up at well. Uh, please hit us up as well. Um, follow us on all of our social media accounts. That's E2 The Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh E2 The Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, And thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, Tell me how you guys feel about impeachment. Um, I know I feel differently from a lot of my friends, uh, but if you feel like, do you just feel like, fuck, you know, the tack, fuck the principle, I mean, fuck the tack, fuck the practical, you know, if it's practical or not, fuck being pragmatic, like, like, all solely based on principle, we should impeach him. And, you know, tell me why. Tell me why you feel that way. Um, But that's really all for us. So y'all guys have a good one. Peace out. Oh, okay. And one more thing. Uh, Bro, I I just wanted to kind of leave it off on this note. Uh, One more thing. I hear a lot of people say, uh, oh, well, we got to impeach Donald Trump to respect the Constitution. Okay. The Constitution has to be the most baseless piece of paper ever. And you know why? It's because of judicial review. So that's not a case at all. So please do not say, oh, it's because in order to honor the Constitution, the same Constitution that let slavery happen. And uh, y'all have a good one.